0: Welcome to No Heart Left Behind's Hope in the Heart of Family Life podcast. I'm your host and executive director of No Heart Left Behind, Alicia Stickles. If we're honest, family life can be hard. Family can be our greatest blessing, but also the source of our deepest wounds. At No Heart Left Behind, we have a passion to empower families to thrive with the Word of God and the love of Christ. So each week, we're going to have real conversations about hard issues facing families today. It is our hope that you would be equipped with practical tools based on biblical principles for when life happens and relationships get messy. In other words, how do we flesh out all those Bible verses we know when life isn't looking like we had hoped? If you're in a season of family life that feels hopeless or you have a heart to navigate the challenges of family well, but just don't know how, you're in the right spot. So whether you are driving in your car or checking off one of your honeydews, pop in those earbuds and come find Hope in the Heart of Family Life with us. Welcome friends for our final episode of season one, No Heart Left Behinds, Hope in the Heart of Family Life. My name is Alicia. And just the way that we started this podcast, we are ending this podcast in my closet with my favorite person, uh, my mom and founder and lead belief therapist at No Heart Left Behind, Abby Shields.
1: I cannot believe This is the last episode of this season. I know. It has gotten by so quickly. Yes, so quickly.
0: Anyway, so today's episode um, has a lot of good stuff in it. I do want to spend some time kind of recapping the season and...
1: Reminiscing. Yes,
0: and, and, um, you know, stuff like that. I don't know, Mom. What were some of the highlights for you uh, in
1: season one, I think some of the highlights of this season for me was the marriage uh, broken together. Um, I think I especially enjoyed having my husband in the closet with me, and uh, <laughs> that doesn't sound weird. <laughs> uh, maybe it does but anyway, my husband's not a talker and he's not an upfront kind of guy, so it was really special to have him take a step out of his comfort zone and put his voice into the microphone and yeah. yeah. And marriage is your yeah. your passion. I love I love helping couples um, save their marriage because it's so important. Satan is attacking our nation at the root of the family and I just and he's winning because so many families are getting divorced. That's why I believe in this ministry. I, that's why I tell my couples I do what I do because I believe what I believe. Mainly because of how he has changed my marriage and God has healed my heart and healed my husband's heart. Not perfectly, but that's the journey of yeah. this ministry.
0: And I think it's important to point out that you know, um, yes, <laughs> divorce makes God very sad, and he and he hates it. You know, um, divorce it, happens; it happens, okay. and there's and, and there's provision for that. for it, and there's even you know, especially when things are abusive and whatever, there is a place for it. But I think our heart for, if I'm understanding you correctly, is for those marriages that, you know, they're at an impasse and a lot of hard trials have come their way and they want to navigate them well and they want to be able to reconcile and forgive and, um, you know, move forward through the season. But they just don't know how and so let me say in the final episode before you do (laughs) I was just getting ready the of course you were um (laughs) that what we do at no heart is point them to the who because the The who who is is the how how. (laughs) so and I know that (laughs) I've said in the past that that you know frustrates me but it really it really is in terms is that you know hope is a person Peace is a person, you know, forgiveness
1: is a person. And so, and that person, as we will talk about a little bit later in this episode, that person lives within you. Yes, which
0: is Christ. And so, um, you know, I, I really feel like that is the heartbeat behind the ministry and this podcast is that we would be able to equip and empower families to thrive with the Word of God and the love of Christ. I mean, that is that is what we are about because I have seen the way that couples and parents have taken some of these principles um, and applied them to either their parenting or their marriage and just the, the emails and the text messages and then just the stuff we see firsthand in our counseling office. Um, I mean, it, it just... It works. It works. <laughs> but I mean... It's not surprising, but it's just, it's very, it feels like kingdom work. Right. To see healing and freedom for individuals and couples and parents. Sure. And children. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways.
1: Um. So let me ask you, what do you think was your favorite highlight of this season? Ooh. I have a lot. Well, you only have one? Oh, no, I got more. But okay. I- well, what are your other ones? Uh, In the parenting one, um, I loved the episode where we talked about parents getting to know the hearts of their children. Mm. Because that's so important because behind the behavior is oftentimes either a wound or a belief or something that a child has that you don't understand. And the more you understand the heart of your child and the more that you learn what matters to them needs to matter to you, I think that that's such an important thing. Um, because a child wants to be seen, a child wants to be understood. And oftentimes we parent our children through the way we see the world, and we don't take the time to get down on their level and get to know their heart. And So that was a special one for yeah. me, too.
0: And again, it gets back to that relational aspect, and mm. that really was the premise of the series, was that, while well, yes, there are some practical tools and, you know, if you want to call them steps, um To use when parenting. I mean, you could even go as far as saying that. But it all starts with understanding the heart of your Your child child. and and a relational approach to parenting. Because if you understand the heart of the child and there is a relationship there and there's love, that... um,
1: That speaks volume over anything you could give your child materialistically.
0: Because, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, like we said, the steps... I mean, every child is different, and so, you know, the steps, it's not a blanket.
1: Seven steps and seven habits, it is. It's unique, and that's the hard part of parenting, is understanding, because we get more directions with a blender than we do with our kids. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Anything else?
1: No. No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Well,
0: you you said earlier when we were talking about this, oh. and I asked you what some of your favorite moments are.
1: Recl- I, what did listen, you say i can't remember 10 minutes ago i'm old remember that <laughs> <laughs> what were they well in- that's
0: exactly what you said you're like i don't know i can barely remember 10 minutes ago <laughs> let alone
1: a whole season a of whole season so podcasts. i think i'm doing pretty good pulling out too i mean i loved it i i love sitting here in the closet with you it's just been uh, such a privilege to <laughs> watch my daughter do this and uh I just, there are no words. Yeah. It's just so that's a like, highlight. Yeah. That's
0: one of my highlights is getting to do this with mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. So um, let's see. For me, gosh, again, Everything you said well, no, about... You,
1: you can't use the I'm not
0: piggybacking no. on yours. I
1: have others, but... No, but you can't use the excuse of being old. You can't no, remember. I, no. Well, I, can I it.
0: use the excuse that I have three kids and I can't
1: remember? Because that's
0: kind of how my brain feels right now. <laughs> Too many things going on upstairs. Um So, let's see. Some highlights for me. Like, you know, everything I feel like was just so rich and it's funny how a lot of the the timing of everything like as you know we were talking through like our marriage series and recording that the way that when I would return to my own marriage how Mm -hmm. those issues would come up and I'd remember what we talked about in the podcast and um and sometimes I was like, "Oh yay!" And sometimes I was like, ah. Oh, this is so much harder in
1: <laughs> in real life. In real life, mm-hmm. it's so
0: much better to just sit in a closet and talk about these things, right? <laughs> um, but I mean, that's the kindness of God is that He gives us um, He gives us Himself, and He gives mm-hmm. us His wisdom to be able, if we so choose, um, to trust the things that he's given us, um, that it really does bring, uh, freedom and healing in certain areas. So, uh, I thought that was neat throughout, mm-hmm. um, probably two of my, f- well, I don't want to say favorites cause they were all my favorites. Um, anxiety is a subject that is near and dear to my heart because as I shared many times, um, you know, You've I struggled
1: have, with anxiety most of your life. I have
0: struggled with anxiety most of my life. And so I think like a lot of families out there, that is a hot topic. Um, and I just love the way that we tackled it in terms of understanding it from a biblical perspective. Um, you know, that at the root of anxiety is fear mm-hmm. and, you know, taking a look at those fears and replacing it with truth. Um, I also really loved... I love Sarah's.
1: I love.
0: Yes. Like, because, you know, God created the body. And so she approached it a lot from a biological perspective and having that understanding of what was going on inside of my body. Let me just say, I wish I was not 42 when I learned these things, because as I'm again, you know, as I'm sitting here recording that with her, I mean, she is putting pieces of the puzzle together for me And my experience that
1: I didn't have words for my entire life. Yeah, if they haven't listened to that episode, I would highly encourage anyone who struggles with anxiety to... Listen to that. Mm -hmm. Listen to the series, but especially Sarah's topic. Yeah.
0: And then also, you know, the final of that, I mean, I just loved every single episode of the Anxiety Series, was our conversation with the girl named Blake and um, her husband, Jeremy. Because I think, um, not that it's not talked about, but, you know, we always focus on the person that has the anxiety. And maybe the spouse of the person is kind of left to the side with not a lot of, okay,
1: what do I do with this? What do
0: I do? How is this affecting us as a couple? And so I really enjoyed that conversation um, as well. And then I think um, gosh, if I had to pick one more, I think the episode with our counselor Laura Freeman about um, her journey with infertility, Um, her story, um, about her daughter who in, in utero was diagnosed with trisomy 13, Mm -hmm. um, which is a condition that is not viable for life outside of the womb. And just her and her husband, Jared's experiences there. And, um, yeah,
1: it was quite a heartfelt conversation. I mean, all of the tissue yeah. <laughs> um but i mean again she's using that to ultimately bring glory to god and she's able to understand the hearts of individuals in loss yes you know
0: and so i really feel like that was a powerful episode because you know there are so many people out there that um infertility and loss, uh, whether it be a miscarriage or a stillbirth, like that's a part of their family's story. Right. And a lot of times, um,
1: I have three families in my office right now who have had stillbirths and, yeah. and it's heart And it's
0: just, and I, I think the episode really, I guess, encouraged people and gave, gives people room to wrestle and struggle and, and maybe feel like, oh, I'm not alone for yelling at God about this or mm-hmm. questioning or grieving, because um, I think sometimes people do that in isolation and it just was never meant to be that way so um that was really good yeah that We've was had really a good. great season we really really have so um I just want to say that if you haven't um, we're going to be taking a break for the summer um so if you haven't been able to stay up to date on all of the episodes in season one there are so many good ones um really there aren't any that I didn't enjoy um and felt like they were very practical um you should just go back and, and find check the them ones out.
1: that are relative to your situation yes, yes. Absolutely.
0: Hey, friends, we hope that you are loving the podcast because we absolutely love helping to equip and empower you and your family to thrive with practical tools based on Christ centered principles. In fact, we love it so much that over 17 years ago, No Heart Left Behind became an official 501c3 nonprofit organization so we could make supporting families with the word of God and the love of Christ our full time mission. Locally, we offer affordable biblical counseling as well as various family-focused events and programs like this podcast. And we have been able to do this solely through supporter donations. So if you would like to support the podcast or the mission of No Heart Left Behind, you can donate by visiting our website, www.noheartleftbehind.com backslash donate, or click the donate link provided in the show notes. 100% of the proceeds go to ministry outreach and operations, which includes keeping this podcast coming to you on a weekly basis. Any support is a blessing, so thank you in advance for partnering with us to empower families to thrive with the Word of God and the love of Christ. So, let me ask you this. Um, if you were to think about all of the episodes, what do you feel like there was a theme or a thread or maybe a takeaway that you hope our listeners would take from this season?
1: Um, looking back, I would say the theme that I see anyway that is so important to me is creating a culture in the home where marriages can be Christ-centered and then where they then parent out of that Christ-centeredness. And, you know, because the the job of a family basically is protection, provision, nurturing, um, having your child be seen or to feel, uh, have a sense of belonging in the family and, you um, yeah, I I think that that was the the basic theme that is so is important to learn um, and to be able to put all of that into practice. So, and I and I think that that just comes from the fact that um, God God put together the family and the family unit is of God, and so having Him at the center and keeping Him foremost in your words and your actions um, is pretty powerful. Yeah.
0: And you, um, you said the phrase and I, and I definitely feel like we have touched on this throughout the season is this idea of creating the culture of Christ in your home, whether that be in your marriage or when you're parenting, like how, again, I get scared every time I use the word how around you, (laughs) but I guess, like, unpack that. how How do you create the culture of Christ in your home? <laughs> with the, the how is the who, yes, with the,
1: with the who. But so, what does the who? What how do you, how, how do you wh- <laughs> how do you use the who? Okay, <You're> derailing. <laughs> All right. Well, to do that, we've got to get into the scriptures, and 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 you know me, I'm I'm passionate about the scriptures because it's the scriptures that changed my life. So um, I guess you got to go back to the beginning where in, in Colossians, where it says that all of God was pleased, ple- God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in Christ. And is that uh, Colossians 1.19? 19, yeah, Colossians 1.19. And so to know that, that all of God is in Christ, okay? But then, because first of all, you got to understand, I believe with all my heart that the Bible is a big puzzle. And it's put together piece by piece, and then it's connected all together with Christ at the center of everything. So if all of God is in Christ, then you want to go over to Galatians 2.20. Alrighty. And this is where, are you familiar with that scripture? Uh, tell me again. <laughs> So, Galatians 2.20 says, It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And that's a real important scripture to sit with. Because it basically, when you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, you your spirit, fleshly spirit, dies and you now have Christ residing, Christ residing, in, your residing in you. Okay, so if that's the case, all of God is in Christ and all of Christ is in you, that ultimately means that all of God is in you. Yeah. Wrap your head around. I know. That one, okay? I mean it's it's
0: easy to like say that, yeah. but if you really sit and meditate on that, I think it's in um Ephesians uh where Paul is talking about that the same power um that rose Christ from the dead is in us. Yeah. Like but, I mean <laughs> mind blown. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and, and we say it and move on with our day. But do and we it's then like, access it? Yes. Yeah, and that yeah. was his prayer for the Ephesians, yeah. is that they would understand what they got.
1: Yeah. And I don't think half of us understand what no, we got. No, you know? not at all. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And that's, for me, that's the journey. It's not a destination. It's been the journey over the 32 years that I've been a Christian. Right. You know, so... So then the next question would be, well, so you know that, what's next? What right. do you do with that? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's where you then go to the next part of the puzzle, which is in Ephesians chapter 5, 1 and 2. And that says that we are called to to be an imitator of God and live a life of love. And that's so important because I believe we were created to love because we were created in God's image and God is love. It says that in 1 John 4. Okay, mm-hmm. So Ephesians 5, 1 and 2 says, be an imitator of God and live a life of love. And then there's a, I mean, there's lots of scriptures that I could just start ta- talking to you about. But I think the two that I want you to walk away with from this episode is the Ephesians 1. But then also 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20. And that says, we are called to be. Be an ambassador for Christ, as if God himself were making his appeal through you. I mean, but the fact of the matter is, if you go back to Colossians 119 and Galatians 220, he is making his appeal through you. Yeah. And so it's an ambassador does what? I mean, Rep- goes out and represents, represents Christ. Right. Mm-hmm. So take that. Then the next question becomes: Well, how do we do that? And with the who? Yes, <laughs> there it is again. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so I am. I'm going to write that book. Horton here's a real who. Yeah. Uh, all right. So it, you wanted to go back into the scriptures to find out how to do that. Okay. So the, for that one, and this this um, description or. Um, Scripture is mentioned nine times in in the Bible. So that's a pretty important thing to remember, and yeah. God wants you to remember it. So for that one, we're going to go to Exodus 34, 5 through 7. Okay? Okay. And that's where God is talking to Moses about who he is, because Moses, this is his second time up the mountain. And what happened? Why did he have to go up the mountain the second time? Uh, I mean, I don't, don't know. know? <laughs>
0: I'm in school. I have a graduated. So, Stop so. putting me on the spot and just say what you're gonna say.
1: Well, you wanted to be. Uh-huh. I'm the host here. Yeah. You bring the content. So that he's up there the second time because to get another set of tablets because he got angry the first time. He went down and remember they were building the calf and he got angry and threw the tablets. And so that was a no-no. So he had to go back up the mountain again. So he's up in the mountain the second time with God, and but he wants to find out on a greater level who he is. And so he's asking God to explain who he is to him. So God says, you cannot look on, you cannot see me or you will die because I'm so powerful. So God passes behind a rock and as he's going behind the rock, did I, did you ever see the Ten Commandments? I did, but probably not as much as. Oh. as you have oh because All that right. that you know this is the charlton heston thing you know the lord the yes. lord and it's just so powerful you're aging yourself i am but i mean it's a, a classic <laughs> it's and everybody's classic. seen it but yeah. <laughs> i have not seen it as much as you have uh, okay so anyway this is where he tells moses five things about his character that he wants us to live i believe And this is one of the things I teach in my office, that we counsel with the Word to show them if you were to live, if you know all those other scriptures that I just gave, and you were to live these five words, your life would truly be blessed. There would not be the conflict and... All the things that would be conflict, but not to the degree that that you would normally have. So that's what I want to do with you. Let's talk about the five words. All right. Okay. So the first one is. Well, why don't you just say the scripture first? Oh, okay. Yeah, they're all in there. Oh, they're all in there. Okay. (laughs) Exodus thirty-four, five through seven says, "The Lord, the Lord, a compassionate and merciful God, slow to anger." abounding Abounding in love and and faithfulness and forgiving yeah wow those are big words they are big words so do you want to break those apart um or no
0: yeah i mean yeah so i mean i think uh all right
1: well it's really important it starts with compassion that's right number one characteristic of god is compassion it's kind of like looking on a can of corn mm-hmm. and you look for what's the first ingredient because that's the ingredient that's in there the most. And I, th- I think that's the same thing with God. I think he is a compassionate God. And
0: to define compassion, it is the active concern for the suffering of another. Of
1: another. Yes. And that goes totally against your sin nature. Of course,
0: because in our flesh... Um, we're, our, we're all about self. ourselves. Right.
1: Yep. So it's hard. Nobody ever comes into my office having an act of concern for the suffering of their spouse. It's always having an act of concern. <laughs> that's true. For their own <laughs> suffering. It blows me away. So that's a real important thing to get your focus off yourself and put it on your spouse or your children, whatever. Okay. And then mercy. Mercy is not giving them what they do deserve. And so the merciful and then slow to anger. That's really important that when you begin to get angry, remember what anger is. We've gone over this before, but anger is an emotion that gives you the illusion you're in control. Yes. Mm -hmm. So So
0: another way to phrase that would maybe be patient. Yeah. Patience. Slow to anger. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Having a long fuse. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Okay. You're really good at that. Uh (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, It used to be. I mean, that's one of the things God has helped me with is my Uh anger. I was a pretty angry mama. We've talked about that. So then, uh, bounding in love mm-hmm. and faithfulness, and the kind of love. Do you remember that was? Yeah, we I... talked
0: about agape love, right? And yeah. redemptive love, yeah. agape
1: love, which is sacrificial love. Yes, Alrighty. putting
0: the needs of someone else above Ahead,
1: above your own. R&Ds. And That's so hard. Yes. sometimes. Yeah, it really is. Mm-hmm. That's why I need the power of the resurrected life. Yes. Tell me. And then and wrapping it all together is forgiveness. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because,
0: I mean, especially like this side of heaven, (laughs) we are, I mean, forgiveness can be almost a daily thing. Both, you know, giving and asking for forgiveness. So, um, So, yeah. So, uh, you know, just to bring it back full circle to where we started, when we're talking about creating the culture of Christ in our home, it's basically walking In those five things, whether it's with our spouse or with our kids, that we are showing an active concern for them. We are slow to anger and showing love. I mean, I always say that, you know, um, we kind of lead with love with our kids because love covers a multitude of sins, (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, in all of those things. And that is what it looks like to create the culture Of Christ in your home because it's the very
1: essence of uh, who God is right so okay so I'm gonna ask you the same thing what's the theme or what was the takeaway that you saw for this season
0: yeah um so for me when I think about all of the different episodes and all the various topics I think the thing that like really sticks out to me is this idea of shifting perspective. That's so important. And looking at, um, things through God's eyes, um, as opposed to the way the world looks at him. Um, there was two passages that I wanted to share, um, as we wrap up here, um, that just kind of speaks to the, the thing that I saw um, and the first one is in second Corinthians. And basically Paul is writing here to a church that is enduring um, a lot of trial and hardship. Mm-hmm. So this is not written on the mountaintop. Like right. these words are being given to these people in the Valley. And that's so important. Um, the context behind it, because I just think it makes the words more powerful. Um, and So the beginning of the chapter just talks about how they're being pressed on every side and and all of that. Um, But he concludes the chapter starting in verse 16. And he says, therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an internal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Yeah, that's one of my
1: favorite scriptures. Yeah, and really it's it. just
0: that idea of, you know, thinking about marriage and parenting and loss and anxiety and all of those kinds of things. It's no longer looking at the them from the tempor- temporal point of view. Um, that made me think of tempura shrimp. I don't know why. <laughs> um, but looking up and saying, okay, where is God in all of this trial and hardship? And right. Because he wants to give us more of himself. He's a good, kind God. He's right. not a punishing God. I mean, he's compassionate. He's abounding in love. Like mm-hmm. all of those things he he's described. And oh. so it's looking for him um, and looking at our trials
1: through his, through eyes. his eyes. And the thing there's one of the sentences in that scripture where it says for your light and momentary troubles, I went, when I first read that, I said, light and momentary troubles <laughs> my rear end, but, <laughs> but the Holy spirit began to show me that compared to eternity, our lives are but a vapor. Yes. And so when you're going through the valley, you're going to come out on the other side.
0: Yeah. And so, but Fixing our eyes on things above requires us to remain connected to our source. And that was the second passage that I think just really resonated with me throughout the season is John, um, John 15, mm. where he talks about Jesus says, I am the vine. You're the branches, you know, apart from uh, the, the branches, I'm going to butcher it cause I don't have it in front of me, but basically that um, right, for me, you can apart from me, you can do nothing mm-hmm. and that we are to remain in him. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of times, We get this a little twisted in that, okay, like we set out with intentions of, okay, like I want to please God and honor him with my life. So I've got to, I've got to muster it up and I've got to do better and I've got to be more patient. I've got to be more loving. And we, it's almost like we don't remain connected to the source. It's like, we'll have our time with God in the morning or the car or whatever, if we have it at all and then we leave them at the door, we go live our day and then we come back to church on Sunday and we wonder why our our lives are the way they are and it's because like we we haven't remained I'm not saying that that's why your life is might be the way it is. I'm just saying that to be able to look at those circumstances through God's eyes you've got to remain connected to the right, source. Right. That's why I love the because, picture of the
1: vine. I mean, I, because the vine connects us back to the source of love, which is God, and the source of spirit, which is God, yes. through Christ. Yes,
0: and it says, if you remain in me, you will bear much fruit. Right. And what is that fruit he's talking about? It's the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. All of those things that lead to that abundant
1: life. But the flow out of the root of love.
0: Uh, yes, and being yeah. connected to that source. If right. we're cut off from the source, then we won't experience it's not our fruit.
1: No. So it's...
0: if we're not connected to the source of that fruit, we're not going to bear that fruit. Right. Right. And that's what I saw as, you know, just a key piece of being able to walk out a lot of the things that we talked about and what, you know, our amazing guests were. Like, that's kind of what they were alluding mm-hmm. to and pointing mm-hmm. to is that, yeah, this was the darkest, hardest thing that I have ever walked through. hmm but God was in it with me, and He gave me the grace um, to sustain it. Yep. And their eyes were fixed on Him, and so I think that's um, I think that's the
1: biggest, most important thing. So, um, so I guess finishing up this season, let's just take a pause and ask this question: uh, What's coming up next season? Yeah.
0: So um, I'm really excited about. Um, next season we have a lot of great topics so we are going to be doing a series on um, teenagers and all things related to teenagers we have a um, parenting and technology
1: series that we're going to be doing I'm really excited about this one the yes sex and intimacy oh yes yeah.
0: so we're we're going to get spicy and have and I'm like to
1: sit in the closet and talk with my daughter about sex oh. yeah. mm. <laughs> yes I can't wait. All right. Well, um, but it's it's.
0: Uh, I mean, it's a conversation that needs to be had yeah. because I, it's yeah. such an issue in marriage. And we're even we're gonna have com- about- Yeah, we're gonna have conversations with um, a. Uh, she's actually a Christian sex therapist. Her name is Ashley Mossy, um, and we're gonna be talking with her um, and just diving into like some real practical stuff about fleshing out things, um, that, you know, God talks about with sex and intimacy. It's, I mean, it's I had really dinner good. with her the other night and I was just like, um, can we do this tomorrow? Cause I'm just so excited and we're actually going to yeah. be having tell a them couples, them, them. um, a couples conference or I guess yeah. date night of type. Time- of sorts where she's going to be coming in and doing a one night seminar. It's going to be on October 19th. I think it is. Um, so if that interests you at all, definitely be listening out for that. Um, we also are going to be, um, we'll have a, we're having our ladies beach retreat coming up in the fall. So I'm sure we'll be touching on that in next season. Um, But so many different Bible
1: studies. We're bringing on um, a new teacher that'll be teaching teaching. Bible study, I think, on Thursday mornings from 9 to 10.30 or 9.30 to 11, something like that. So I'm excited about coming up.
0: Yeah, so a lot of great things both on the podcast and then locally. So if you want to keep up with all of that, um, you can follow us on uh, Instagram and Facebook. Probably the best thing to do would be to go on our website, www.NoHeartLeftBehind.com, and sign up for our newsletter. That's really where we get all of the news and information out about season two launches and our seminars and the different series that we have coming up on the podcast so um, I can't wait yeah I'm really excited to see everybody again it's been so
1: much fun and thanks for bringing us into your lives we really appreciate your openness and your comments and your support yeah Um, just it's been a it's been a uh, an experience for me because this podcast stuff, I don't understand it all. But, um, and you've
0: been a trooper. You know. You really it's, have.
1: It's, it's been fun. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. So awesome. God bless everyone. Yes. And, and um, we
0: will see, well, I guess see you isn't the right yeah. word, but we'll, we'll talk to you talk next season. <laughs> next season. Everybody have a great summer.
1: Yeehaw.
0: Thank you so much for joining us for our premiere season of Hope in the Heart of Family Life. Your support has been amazing, and we are overwhelmed by the positive feedback and all that God has done through the podcast. We pray that it has encouraged and empowered you and your family to thrive as well. We will be signing off for this summer, so if you've missed a couple episodes, this summer is the time to get caught up. A few things before we go, one, if you haven't followed the show or left a review, it would be a huge blessing to us if you would do that. Not only will it allow you to be notified when season two drops, but it helps the visibility of the podcast and helps us get the message of No Heart Left Behind out to more families who need it. Secondly, No Heart Left Behind is a 501c3 nonprofit that is 100% supporter funded. If you would like to make a donation to the ministry, you can check out the link in the show notes or visit our website at www.noheartleftbehind.com backslash donate. All donations go to ministry operations, serving families in the community and keeping our podcast coming to you each week. Thank you for joining us on this journey. We pray that you have an awesome summer and we hope you will join us in August for season two of Hope in the Heart of Family Life.